Men's Coffee Shop Conversations at Artichoke Music is back. Artichoke is the 2007 Southeast Powell, a magical place full of musical instruments and musicians. I'm Tom D'Antoni, and it was around this time in 2016 that drummer-composer Tyrone Hendricks was on the podcast to talk about his album Rhythm on Life, Volume 1. And now he's back to talk about Rhythm on Life, Volume 2. What's different about this one, and what's the same? One thing different is that the Portland Cello Project is on one track. Tyrone is one of the busiest drummers in town with good reason. Let's catch up with Tyrone Hendricks of the Seattle Hendrixes, if you know what I mean. Welcome back. Hey, happy to be here. Yeah, last time we did this was the last time you had your volume one. Volume one. Yeah. 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 We've progressed to volume two now. So. I played the <laughs> hell out of that on the radio. I'm Thank telling you. you the truth. <laughs> Thank I, you. I think people were thinking, he plays that thing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate it so much that you played it and that you really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> then around right about the same time I had Saida in here. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah she was... Um, okay, well, all right, let's go. Um, uh, this is volume two. Volume two. Now, what makes volume two different from volume one? Uh, what makes volume two different from volume one? Um, I would say that this project, um, I have a few different cast members uh, from the first one that, uh-huh. that differ from the second one. Yeah. But I also uh, kind of like my band, my team, mm-hmm. kind of played the whole record. Instead of it kind of being like different musicians, you know, uh-huh. sending files over here, sending files over there. So yeah. I felt the sound was more uh, together for this record uh-huh. uh, than besides the first record where I was sending out a lot of stuff to different musicians around the country and things of that nature yeah. for this album. So, this so you album guys had, actually played together on this album? Yeah, majority of the records. 75% of the album is the same players. That's um, nice. And that would be uh, Steve Laswakis in the Positive Agenda. I, I heard that. Yeah, heard so the, you know, Andre Zapata on bass, yeah. uh, Steve Laswakis on keys, mm-hmm. Michael Elson on keys. Mm. And Mike Elson is also the uh, um, associate producer of this record with me uh-huh. um, so he really helped me out in the process and then uh, Peter Knutson on the uh, guitar and myself uh-huh. on drums uh-huh. so and Farnell uh, yeah and the, the Royal City Horns played on a couple of uh, songs also this uh-huh. time around so uh-huh. yeah and they, and they are who besides Farnell uh, Stephen Swatkins in the Positive Agenda oh yeah. okay yeah yeah that's, that's pretty right. much the band you gotcha. know, that I'm a member of and they came and helped me out with this yeah. album oh that's so, nice yeah that's nice yeah, you know it, that that sounds like a fun band to be in. Am I, am I right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a blast. Uh, literally, I just played with them at the uh, the Oregon Country Fair uh-huh. uh, up in the what's that, Vanita, Oregon, wherever that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's outside Eugene somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> but that was fun. We really hadn't like played together in a while because um, him uh-huh. and Andre have been on the road with Alan Stone yeah. for the last couple of months. So yeah. um, it was definitely fun to be back with the unit again playing. So, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you guys? How did you guys? How did that band come together? Um, well, me and Stephen have been really good friends. Uh, we both came from the Duty Funk All Stars back in the day. Like Stephen was, uh, uh, yeah. you know, our talk box guy and you know <laughs> keys player with the Duty Funk All Stars. And oh, yes. me and him have remained close friends. And I've played in another band with him called You Know What. I wrote uh, the first, the first uh, newspaper story about the Duty Funk All Stars. Oh, nice. Yes. When it was downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Out on the street there with that guy cooking? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That was and fun. The, the, the Calabash. 
Yes, that was a, that was the day. So that vibe was like that was one of the amazing. best vibes ever that I've been experienced of since I've been here in Portland. And so many people came to set in on that. Yes, jazz people and yes. and and funk people and blues people. Yeah, it was so many bands formed out of that collection of energy of uh-huh. musicians uh-huh. in that room. You know, a yeah. lot of people went to you know did yeah. records together. Yeah. Um, collaborations that they they yeah. never probably never would have thought of doing came right. out of that energy of that room. So Liv you know, Warfield was in that. Yeah, yeah. So big ups to Tony Ozier for helping you know start that. Tony you know? O, yeah, yeah. Man. So that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, and like I said, you know, Swatkins, you know, he had a group called the Excellent Gentlemen. Yeah. And so we all kind of just formed together, you know, a team. And me and him, like I said, we've just been friends, producing, you know, go out eat wings at fire on the mountain all the time and you know that's my, that's my brother and you yeah, know he yeah, um, yeah, had yeah. a vision of doing this thing uh-huh. and uh we talked about it and uh that's how positive agenda formed uh-huh. um and from there you know whenever i've needed anybody from the band if i needed the band to do anything for me they've always been there when uh-huh. they have the time to require to come help uh-huh. me out so uh-huh. yeah why, why do you think something clicks like that do you do you, do you know um, or is it or is it just a feeling well it, it has to go beyond the music you know what I'm saying these are like yeah. truly like my friends you know um you know we were talking like kind of off you know off air about you know like Janice Stragans Reggie Houston yeah like you know I look at Reggie that's like you know that's like a spiritual father to me of music because sure. I learned so much from him about like New Orleans jazz the, mm-hmm. the way they swing and do oh, the yeah. whole drumming you know yeah. and I'm you know I'm not opposed to sitting back you know I've done a lot with a lot of people but I'm not opposed to ever sitting back and listening to somebody especially when they come from that yeah. Of listening to what they're what they're yeah. trying to show you yeah. and they're showing you the foundation. Yeah. And so he's put me on to, you know, different drummers. I'll go to a house for rehearsal and he'll just play a drummer and be like, Man, just study that drummer right there, because that right there, that's that thing. Did you, you know? ever did he ever introduce you to Shannon Powell? I'm pretty sure he did. I yeah. mean I don't remember their names. Well but Shannon's one of the great traditional jazz uh, yeah. New Orleans I'm, jazz I'm drummers. V- I'm very sure if yeah. I've listened to all the recordings that he's they shown me over the years, I've definitely heard them. Yeah, so. I remember uh, Reggie called me up one night and says Hey, Tom, Shannon Powell's in town, and I'm cooking. I'm like, nice. I dropped everything. I'm just dropping everything. There it is. I'm going to stop what I'm doing right now and coming right over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the combination of Reggie mm-hmm. and Shannon Powell, and Reggie's cooking. And Reggie's cooking, and Reggie can cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we do. We rehearse. We, yeah. I think we talk more and eat more than we rehearse, but it's, <laughs> it's so fun. And for me, it's such a, a, a musical education yeah. of learning, you know, yeah. learning things that I don't know. You know, I don't try yeah. to claim like I know everything yeah. in music because there's yeah. so much music out right. there. You can't possibly know it. Yeah. But when I get with people of his, of his um, generation, of a generation yeah. that come from that. Right. You got to sit there and really take that in and observe it, you know? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, did you ever get to – you don't get to play that very much, though, do you? The tra- um, traditional New Orleans jazz. With Reggie, I do. Do you? You know, so yeah, yeah, anytime yeah. I'm available and he calls me, I'm uh-huh. there because I know I'm getting another education yeah. in music yeah. from that yeah. help that he comes from. And he'll play some Sidney Bechet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Like, we've been doing uh, the last year since B.B. King died. Uh, B.B. King died. Yeah. Not 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 B.B. Uh, King um, – Fast Domino. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we've really been doing a lot of his set, and uh-huh. like we talk about, like Dave Osborne and all that. Yeah, I've been learning about him. I never knew that. You know, oh, and yeah. Reggie has just been yeah. breaking it down for me yeah. of just how yeah. instrumental he was to that sound. So he told a great story in here last time, and I don't mind retelling it mm-hmm. because 
this song Blue Monday mm-hmm. just sold millions and millions yeah. and millions and millions of records. But the great Herb Hardesty, who was a tenor sax player, mm-hmm. one of the great tenor sax players in that band, the regular Barry player, and uh, Reggie wasn't in the band yet, but the regular Barry player was out sick. But they got got to have a session anyway. Yes. And they asked Herb Hardesty to play the Barry part. And it was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> he, got it, he just got it wrong. But it got recorded. And that was what was the hit. And every year, I mean, every time for decades, when, when Fats insisted that the Barry player copied Herb Hardesty's bad <laughs> solo. Reggie's so funny when he tells that story about having to play that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, new and, 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 and it was just a joke in the band. Yeah. You know? And you can bet that they, 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 they gave it to Herb Hardesty all right, for, for, for years and years after that. But, um, all right, so when you're looking at part, when you're looking at volume two, okay, uh, 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 what did you want to keep and what did you want to change? Um, I wanted to kind of change the lineup as far as like artists that I've met through the years uh-huh. and you know, put uh-huh. them on. Because yeah. um, after volume one, I did receive a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails, <laughs> a lot of messages uh-huh. like, uh, am I going to so. be on volume two? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, hey, yeah. you, you haven't said nothing but a word. I mean, I mean these are artists <laughs> I've really wanted to, to work with, you yeah. know, and I've had the pleasure of, you know, either playing or meeting over the years. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, I was able to get like uh, Lindsey Webster. Um, mm-hmm. He was a huge R&B soul on an independent level, been doing great things for the last three or four years. Um, she came down to Portland a couple of years ago. I got to meet her, and um, I asked her, did she, you know, did she want to be part of the album? And I let mm-hmm. her hear a song, and she literally two months later had the song wrote. Oh. Um, you know, like uh, Stephen, like he, um, mm-hmm. he was on one of the last songs last time, but this song he's actually featured, um, which is called um, I Lose All Control, which is like one of the first songs on the, on the new record. Yeah. Um, and it features him vocally, but also with the talk box at the same time doing him, mm-hmm. you know, and it, co- and it showcases the positive agenda. Um, a band I've been playing with for about the past year and a half, the Portland Cello Project. Yeah. Um, I've traveled all over the country with them. The what last, is that like playing with them? It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of string instruments violins uh-huh. and cellos so when the opportunity came to play with them i was like i jumped on it you know do you play any strings yourself no ah. but i love the harmonics uh-huh. and the melodics of uh-huh. the the strings i just love it in my ears yeah um so yeah. that's that's been great like i never heard of what radio who radiohead was i had heard their songs but uh-huh. i didn't know radiohead and i the last year i've been traveling the country playing the radiohead okay computer uh record yeah. from top to bottom even got me singing No Surprises. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on the record as well, Portland Cello uh-huh. Project. Uh-huh. Um, then a good friend of mine, uh, Ronnie Wright, a.k.a. B-Speak. Uh-huh. He's on the album. Um, Ashley J., who uh, she was uh, backgrounds with Liv for a while. Sure. And then also went on to start doing backgrounds with Prince. Right. Uh, she's on the song with Ronnie called Start All Over. That is the first uh, single mm-hmm. off the record that came uh-huh. out uh, in, in January. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was able to get Farnell and Jared on a tune called The Battle. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, Jared, you know, kind of, we have a long history. So right. that was really nothing to get, you know, right. talk to him to get him on the song. Yeah. And then I was able to get him to do actually his first actual hip hop track uh, with my friend, uh, Versatile the Great from the group The Lifesavers uh-huh. um, called My Brother's Keepers. And the good thing about My Brother Keeper is um, part of the melody of that song is Blue and Green from Miles Davis. Uh-huh. But we put a little hip hop, uh, Dwelle kind of beat on it, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And, uh-huh. Yeah, it's definitely one of the dopest tracks on the record, I feel. Like, ah. everybody that hears it is like, man, this is 
this is a throwback to old school hip hop mm-hmm. with that it has that sample to it, but then it has like this other thing that goes with it also the, yeah the Jared's vocals and versatile's yeah. lyric lyrics uh it's it's great <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so how do you go about uh, uh building a track or, or or let me put it another way, how did you go about building a track this time around? Um, I still use my, my, my little iPhone here and something pops yeah. in my head and I just put the idea, like I just put it, you know, beatbox it and harmonize it into the phone mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I just sit down with the musicians and, you know, we sit there and carve it out, you know, huh. you know, yeah. let a keyboard, you know, I let them be them and then we build around that to, you know, let it form into where, it, where it's going to be at. So, um, must be a lot of trust going on with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Trust is the number one key. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, these guys, they know what they're doing. Um, and I trust them just like, as they trust me in their other projects too to mm-hmm. help them out. So mm-hmm. yeah, I really wanted to hear your the CD release gig last Sunday, but I got this back problem. I wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't able to get it, get, it, get away from the cat. And uh, <laughs> uh, you know, CD release gigs are, can be tricky. Mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine who had a C- CD release gig that was better than the album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you approach that? Because you, you know you're gonna you're gonna. I know it's a CD release, so you got to play the album, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, honestly, you do want your live to be better than the album. Really? I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, huh. that shows that it's it's elevated past the album at that point. Because I mean, some of these songs, you know, you may have done a couple years ago. Yeah. So musically, you're gonna yeah. go somewhere else with it. You know right. what I'm saying? Instead of kind of playing right. it the same way. Yeah, yeah. But you honestly, you always want your live show because your live show is what's going to sell the album. Right. To people that haven't heard you, so you want that right. live right. to be to surpass what the the studio record is. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? But you still want now. You still wanted to stay in the same vein as a li- live record, as yeah. a recorded record. You don't want to go too far because you want the people to understand where the songs is. Right. But you know, people come to a live show to get that energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's yeah. totally different from a studio to a live. But you do want your live to sell that album. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's why it's right. so important, you know, like I said, you know, working uh, when we did uh, Jimmy Fallon with uh, Liv um, back in 2014. Oh, you know, I remember that. You know, Prince, one of the main things he said when we rehearsed uh, Why Do You Lie? And we did that at least a good 500 times. But the reason he said it, he said you only get one shot only on live TV. And it's your first shot. And yeah. he said you want to, you want to know this song, like, not second nature, like fourth nature. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Anything, yeah. any distraction that could happen, something fall or something like that. You just, just like clockwork, you're still playing it. Like, it doesn't stop. Uh-huh. So, you know, I totally uh-huh. understand his philosophy on, you know, you only get to do this live one time. So uh-huh. you want to have that, you know, ready to go because you just never know who's in the audience that could change your life just like that. Right. So, right. you know, right. so I tell any young cats, you know, when you're playing, don't, just because there may be two people in the room, yeah, that one of the two people can change your life. Right. You never know. So play like it's 20,000 people in the room. Yeah. Don't just play like it's yeah. two. Yeah. Don't get, you know, uh, what do you call the word? Uh, uh, disoriented because yeah. you only see two people in the room. Right. I mean, it's going to be gigs where there's nobody there. Yeah. And there'll be gigs when there's 10,000 people there. Right. But don't let the energy ever change. Always play like it's twenty yeah. to 30,000 people out in that crowd looking at you play. And they're going to listen to you because exactly. Prince told you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what you got to do is say, Prince told me. Mm-hmm. And then you could say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. That is instant credibility. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Um, and that was, uh, uh, that must have been uh, 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 what, what an experience. 
Oh yeah, great experience. I mean, yeah. stuff like that. You you yeah. know, like I said, you take your jewels from it, and like I said, that was one yeah. of the biggest jewels I took was yeah. his approach to rehearsal. Right. You know, because some people feel like you know you don't need to rehearse like that, but I'm like, no, nah, you do need to rehearse like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, it needs yeah, to yeah. be where, like I said, anything can happen, and you have to stay focused on the task. Yeah. And keep playing. I mean, you you can't let something just happen. You know, some distraction happen, and you just stop. You gotta press your way through it. You know, so. I totally understand what he meant by that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And I approach that to any, you know, any band I go to. Like, that's how we, yeah. you know, if you're going to, if you really take this music game serious the way you say you do, then that you should rehearse like that. Rehearse like you're going to play, you know. So. So many people have said that he was the best guitar player that ever was. I've definitely heard that. Um, <laughs> no, you, you can't judge. Yeah, really? yeah, it's apples and oranges, man. It's who, whoever it ever appeals to whoever. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, yeah, and you never know who, who yeah. they've heard and who they haven't heard. Exactly. You know, did, you, exactly. Did, you hear, did you hear West Montgomery? I mean, you know. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> trust me, there's some killer guitar players out there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and trust me, he hired killer guitar players. Yeah. Because that kept him on his toes. Right. <laughs> and I know a couple of them that he hired. Yeah. You know, yeah. that are phenomenal. Did Jennifer Batten ever go with him? No, I believe she was with uh, Michael, Michael Jackson. Yeah, she was. Yeah. I know that. Oh, yeah. oh, we can't do one or the other? Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. But I'm I pretty, wonder, you I'm know. I'm pretty sure he heard of her. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know Eddie yeah. Martinez, you know, he, inquired, he used to inquire about Eddie Martinez back in the day. Yeah. You know, Eddie yeah. has so many stories he's told me over the he's, years. What a, what a yeah. great, what, a, what yeah. an amazing guy. Yeah. He is, he may be the nicest person I've ever met in music. Yeah. He's definitely <laughs> somebody I would love to do a track with on the next album, Eddie Martinez. Oh, yeah. I would love to get in the studio with yeah. him. Have you heard his, his, his new oh, album? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's something. Yeah. It's something. Yeah, Eddie is, yeah. Eddie's that guy. <laughs> he is. He is. He's that yeah. guy, and like you said, the nicest human being you could ever meet. Really? You know, so <laughs> it's funny when you kind of meet some musicians that's really, you know, really haven't accomplished a lot. And their attitude is like they yeah. have. And it's just like, and but even the thing is, when you meet the cats that have really played and done a lot, their attitudes is not like that. They're very chill guys. Yeah, you know. So it's like, if they're yeah. chill, why can't you be chill? You know. So. Uh, yeah, they don't have to prove anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Was Prince like that? Oh yeah, yeah. I never had yeah. a bad interaction yeah. with Prince yeah. at all. No, he was cool. I mean, I heard some stories. You know what I'm saying? So well, I was a little, you know, does, reserved. Yeah. But right. nah, man, he was, he was, he was great. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. the first time we came in there, um, we didn't know. We got the call. Liv had, uh, hit us with um, an email that <laughs> he wanted, you know, me and uh, my guy, uh, Ryan Waters, oh, yeah. to come out there. Um, and we literally sat on the stage for about three hours, just me and him in the midst of Paisley, this big, because he had like a big concert hall in there. Sure. And we're just sitting on the stage looking at this big, huge Prince, you know, sign with the Prince symbol on it. Yeah. And we're just sitting there like, all right, what are we doing? Like, what are we, <laughs> you know, we didn't, we, we just sit there just, yeah. Then about three hours later, uh, Shelby Johnson, uh, Andrew Goucher, um, and Liv, and a uh, good friend of mine, Cassandra O'Neill, they came in and um, Prince followed in with them and, you know, came up, shook our hands, said, I'm glad to have you here to be a part. Um, you're going to learn like 40 of my songs. So, forty? <laughs> yeah. So literally, we had to learn about forty songs in about ten days. Wow. Um, yeah. And basically, uh, he left uh, Cassandra basically in charge of getting us up to speed on everything, the segues and all that. Because it was a whole bunch of uh, it'd be like you know a twenty-five minute medley of songs. Yeah. So we had to figure out all the segues, the hits, and all that oh, stuff in geez. there. But I mean, it was you know it was challenging, but it was a great learning experience at the same time. So. You know, like I said, I have nothing but 
profound respect for him and what he did for the music game. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, what he showed me in the limited time that I knew him. Yeah. You know, so. Sometimes it's good to get thrown in the pool. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely got thrown in the pool. So, yeah. so I kind of look yeah. at that like if I could do this, then I can do anything else. You know, so. I understand. So I have yeah. Yeah. confidence in any situation I walk into because yeah. I've been through the fire. Yeah. You know. I was uh, working in, in public TV in Baltimore, mm-hmm. which, is, which is where I'm from. And uh, I got this call from L.A. Mm-hmm. Somebody had seen some of my stuff as a TV producer. And they said, oh, come on out here. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know one tape format from another. I didn't know shit. I didn't mm-hmm. know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you got you to gotta do it. You got to do it. Yeah. Do what you can, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I learned the greatest lesson I ever learned in my whole career. Because uh, we had this, we had a, 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 a um, uh, my boss was a black woman named Gail Smith, and she was had been a network reporter, and she sent me to do a piece on um, James Cleveland, to mm-hmm. do like a half oh. hour piece on James Cleveland. Okay, yeah, okay, and so I did it, and it was okay, and she she looked at it and she said, you know, you know, you can write your way out of anything, and I went. Ah. Oh man! Wow, <laughs> and it was true. Mm-hmm. It's true. I have, I have, and I have taught everybody who has ever, who has ever worked for me mm-hmm. that uh, that that lesson. You can write your way out of anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's words or music or anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a problem. You can write your way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, and it's not like I failed, but it, I didn't do as good as I could have. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, that's the way yeah. it goes. <laughs> Hey, you know, life life lessons, you know, you live, yeah. you live and you learn. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so are, are you going to be doing more gigs around this album? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like um, the official, official CD release will be August 24th ah. um, at the Goodfoot. All right. Um, so that's going to be the official uh, CD uh-huh. release. It's going to be a camouflage attire party. So I'm going to have people in camouflage. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to do something different, you know. And, <laughs> and then uh, opening will be Swatkins in the Positive Agenda. So oh, I was like, you nice. know, it just made sense to have my guys on the on That's the hit with great. me and then they're already That's part great. of the band. So yeah, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Um but I am playing at the Cathedral Jazz Fest uh this Friday ah. and I will be there all day. Nice. I'm playing with Chance Hayden. Then my set is right after Chance's. Ah. Then uh I think uh Karen uh, I forgot her last name, but she is like in between and then I play with the yeah. other ship to Karen Lovely? Yeah, I believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and She's then great. uh yeah, I play with the other ship to end yeah. the night, so I'll be wow. there all. So if you want to come see me, you'll see me all Friday. <laughs> I wish that's my that's my favorite festival. Oh yeah, because it's so beautiful there. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the music is always great. Yes, they they wanted me to MC um, Friday night, mm-hmm. and I, of course I I couldn't because of my radio show. But mm-hmm. then okay, can you do Saturday? I don't think I can commit because I don't know how my back's going to be. So, gotcha. yeah, so, so I'm going to miss that. This gotcha. Kind of, yeah, get, you gotta, get healthy first. You know. It's you uh, that's, that is that is tremendous for us. This is the most. That is the the most. Yeah. I mean, you, I love it down by the waterfront. You mm-hmm. know all that. With yeah. the, the festivals down there, but that one's a little bit more intimate. I feel. Yeah. yeah. A little more yeah. In, intimate. You, yeah. You, 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 crowd's a little closer in. You know. But I will say, um, I played the James Brown tribute on the. Um, what is that? The front porch, front porch stage? stage? Yeah, I love that stage. It's nice. I had never. I played yeah. the Blues Fest at least ten yeah. years since I've been here. Yeah, I never played that stage. That stage, <laughs> it, it's, it felt. It, it was just more intimate. I felt like I wasn't. Um, the crowd wasn't too far away, right. and there was they had the dance floor. Yeah. People just yeah. on the floor dancing, and it was yeah, it was great. I was like, I was like, man, put me on that stage every year. That stage was great. 
that's always where our booth is. Right. Oh, okay. The nice. Music nice. Booth is yeah. always near there. That's always fun. And of course, yeah. the Misty Crew and Nimbus people are down uh-huh. there, and you know, they had the second line and all that. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. I just missed it this year. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, was that the Good Foot James Brown thing, or was that a different James Brown thing? Um, it was still uh, it was the cast from the Good Foot. Okay. Um, and we're I think yeah. we're, I just got I think got an email that we're going to do something at the Good Foot again, like October. I'll get the date and I can give it to you. Yeah. But yeah, they wanted to do the James Brown thing again oh, on the nice. Good Foot. Yeah. So nice. That's, nice. You know, yeah. like I said, that music there, that's a whole nother discipline. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You got to. All know. right. Which was who? Who was your favorite James Brown drummer? That's a tough one. I'm say Stubblefield. Okay. Yeah. Hands down. Huh? How come? Um, man, just his approach. You know, yeah. the, the the a lot of the hip hop rhythms and samples is yeah. him. You know, so that's like right. growing up in that era, that's what I mm-hmm. listened to. And then when I finally found out who the guy was, yes. I'm like, Oh, this guy and then you hear him play and he's <laughs> yeah. he was, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. automatic. Yeah. Just automatic. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. with no crazy chops or nothing. It's just Yeah. You know, just yeah. His pocket, and then just his technique yeah. of how he approached yeah. the hi hat and the snare with the ghost notes and all that little can't beat it. That's funny. I, I interviewed James Brown one time, mm-hmm. and I said, "Mr. Brown, call him Mr. Brown, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to call him Mr. Yeah. Brown." Uh, what 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 is it? What is it, mm-hmm. Mr. Brown? <laughs> what is it? And he goes, just looked at me, shook his head, went, "Kick off on the one and let the boogie do the rest." Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it's funny because sometimes you just can count off. Be like, we're gonna do this in the, we can do funk in the Kia, yeah, Kia whatever, <laughs> and it actually be some of the greatest, like the greatest musical experience you'll have because it's just, it's improv. But you know, the drummer does. He's doing. He's still locking this in. The bass yeah. player and the drummer they get locked in. Yeah, and then everybody yeah. else can kind of build around what's happening to figure out their part and just kind of settle in. Uh-huh. And magic happens. So yeah. I mean. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. how a lot of those tunes were built. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then, you know, they'll be like, "Okay, let's keep this idea. Right. All right, now let's add this idea in there, and then let's yeah. add this idea, and then before you know it, boom, song. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, is know. that do you do you do you do that in a, in your band? I mean, do you carry? That oh yeah, it's been certain times we just sit, man, hit the record yeah. button, right, and we just vibe out and play. Yeah, and you yeah. listen back and be like, "Ooh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that happened." <laughs> you know, and like, "Oh, okay." You know, because certain stuff, you know, you may in the moment you may not hear, but when you come back to the, that playback, yeah. listen to it, yeah. you hear some pretty amazing <laughs> stuff happening. You know, so yeah, that's great. I'm definitely all yeah. about just hitting the record button and just yeah. going for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not. I don't try to. Uh, you know, music is like basketball to me. You know, we try yeah. to be perfectionist in something that's not perfect. You know, we live yeah. in, you know, we're trying to be perfect in a world that's not going to be perfect. You know, we have impure, you know, we have things that were just, you know, that are going to happen. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so sometimes we can get real, uh, <laughs> real, real anal about certain things. Yeah. It's like, man, there's nothing you can really do about it. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's just like, right. just shake it off and move on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't try to be the one to be stuck on a part for 45 minutes. I'm like, man, right. let's, right. you know. Let's find what's, what's, what sounds good and makes more sense. Right. Let's roll with that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I'm, I'm not, you know. And it doesn't really matter wh- which art you're talking about. Exactly. Whether you're talking about music or painting or, mm-hmm. or writing or mm-hmm. any, anything else, you know. It's like what people don't understand is how much is accident. Yes. <laughs> it's so many accidents. Yeah. You know, I was like telling uh I was telling my barber, uh, you know, if you were to strip down superstition and listen to 
Stevie's drum part, uh-huh. you would hear all type of stuff all over that because he's playing drums on that song. You hear all type of yeah. rim shots and all type of stuff. But when you put all the other music over the top of it, you would never know that all this stuff was happening. Yeah. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, live, mm-hmm. even with James. I mean, right. they would speed up all type of stuff, but they were in the moment of what was happening on the stage. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. trying to be perfect. It was just they were in the moment, and they, it's yeah. nothing like those moments. You can't. People will live with the moments forever. Yeah. I was at that James Brown concert back in 68. Yeah. He did this and did that, and the band was smoking. Uh-huh. Okay, so then you hear a recording. Man, they sped up. Oh, okay. But for the individuals <laughs> at that concert, yeah. and for them that was in that moment of that concert, right. it was the greatest experience they ever had in their life. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Hendrix, he wasn't always on hitting the right notes when he was you know, doing his guitar solos, right. but he was in the moment, and you can't beat yeah. that. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, folks, we just got to stop trying to be so perfect all the time. And just live <laughs> in the moment of what's happening. You know, there's nothing like it. You did, know? You ever, did, you ever, did you ever meet him? No. You're too, you're too young. I'm too young. Yeah. I was born in 76. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never. Never got a chance. Would have been great. Yeah. You know, I've always, always yeah. wanted my sons, you know, that they're here with me. Um, you know, I always want them to know that, you know, you guys had a great cousin that did some very amazing things in a short period of time. Very short. Yeah. Yeah. Like he did all this stuff and it was not long. It was yeah. short period of time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm amazed at the music that's still coming out from him. I sat, because we were both old and we, <laughs> and, and we needed a place to sit down. Mm-hmm. But I believe it was your aunt. It could have been, it was, it was a relative of yours. She was about my age. Mm-hmm. Uh, that night that you, that you guys dared to play maggot brain before George Clinton. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going. What are they doing? How did they do that? How they, did they gave us? They gave us permission to play it. <laughs> and, they, and the cool thing was, the members of the band were on the side of the stage, and they were standing up applauding us playing that song. That's great. It was the best. They were literally on the side of the stage, loving what we were doing. You know, and they came off, and they were like, "Man, you guys did it justice." <laughs> was yeah. Eddie? Was Eddie still in the band then? You know. You remember? I don't offhand. I don't know if you're Facebook friends with Eddie Hazel, but I but I'm Facebook friends with Eddie Hazel, and you should see the, see the stuff he puts up. Mm-hmm. Stuff I didn't know that. I never heard that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is shit from concerts and 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 rehearsals and stuff. And yeah, that, that's, man, that's Eddie Hazel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's t- so much stuff. It can kind of be a blur. You know, yeah. Like, you know, you don't realize. Yeah everything you've done like sometimes for me i sit back and look at some catalogs of you know i've, I've at least recorded only seven or eight albums this year and i had to sit back and like i don't even remember when i did that <laughs> you know what i'm saying but some kind of way i did it but i just yeah. don't because i'm constantly moving and trying to evolve to something else so you yeah know. yeah 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 you've a tune we should uh, go out on with this one i would love to Definitely. I mean, the the big difference with this one from the first album, um, I put a little bit more instrumentals on it uh-huh. than the one that had the first one. The first yeah. one had a lot more vocals on it. Yeah. Because it was kind of hard to get all the vocalists in one room right. to try to uh, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make it happen. So yeah. I, I, I really focused on putting a little bit more instrumentals on there. Uh-huh. Um, Galen Clark, uh, we have a group called Art, uh, Outer Orbit that has Damon Erskine on bass, oh. Peter Knudsen on guitar, right. uh, Michael Elson on um, keys, yeah. Galen Clark on keys, and myself on drums that yeah. just started. Uh, we did a song called Totality that Galen had uh, wrote 
um, and he allowed me to put that on there. The other shit, we have a song called Can't Get Enough. That's another instrumental uh-huh. um, that's going to be coming out on the album with them. Uh-huh. Um, then uh, from other shit, Kyle T-Bone Molitor, who's, you know, he's toured with Bootsy Collins, you know, trombone player. Yeah. Um, he's doing a song on there called Music Molasses. That's another instrumental. Yeah. Um, then I have Game of Thrones 2. Uh, that you know, I had one on there, but I did. I, I was like, I gotta come back and do another one, and then I have Mike Phillips featured on the song. Uh-huh. Um, so, and Mike Phillips is very instrumental in uh, helping me get the Stevie Wonder gig. Uh, he's the one that is recommended that right? me for oh, that gig. I remember that. Yeah, so. remember I came out to your place. Yes. Yes. Shot a little video right yes. just, just before you went out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But somebody, Mike, told, I forget. Somebody told me it was far now. of us. You hear Tyrone's going out with Stevie Wonder. What's his phone number? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely remember that. I definitely remember that. But yeah, but Mike was very instrumental in that. And so, you know, I asked him, could he be a part of this record? And it was, it was a no brainer for him. He's like, man, let me know. So uh-huh. we went in the studio, uh-huh. uh, laid it down. And then uh, I added the, the World City Horns on the same song. So it's, uh-huh. man, it's. So when this is over, what would you like us to go out with? Um, as far as what you mean by like. like by it, when we're done, mm-hmm. I'm going to play a tune. I'll play a tune? From the album. Uh, you know what? I would love you to play. Actually, play Game of Thrones too. That would be okay. that, that would be a nice. You know, it's right. it's, it's, it's on that phone vein. You know, yeah. So you know, definitely had to have like. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Um, like I said, it's, it's another one of them tunes that I was. You know, I'm riding in the car, came to my brain right there. The baseline, <laughs> the do 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 do, a do 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 I had to pull over, <laughs> put my phone out with my with my uh, my little uh, my little notes in there. Yeah, do 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 do. I do do I do do do, and then I just did that, and then I'm like, all right, now let me figure out what else I want to do, and then bum, da, 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 da. <laughs> and then I got with um, bass player Andre Zapata, uh-huh. um, and he kind of helped me curve out, you know, little things here, there, mm-hmm. and there, and then we went to the studio and just recorded it, you know. So we laid it down with the band first, and then I came back over to uh, linked up with Mike. He did his part, and then I linked up with Farnell and Cal and um, uh-huh. Machado, and did their yeah, they did their part. So yeah. 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 Well, all right. Listen, best of luck with this album. I hope oh. it does really well for you. Oh yeah. You know, thanks for coming in. Appreciate oh, definitely, it. Definitely, and we'll be back for volume three because I'm already I'm <laughs> already preparing in my mind for that right now. I already got four tunes. Well, in you, my head right now, ready to go. You so. are welcome back. Any you know oh, any time. Appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for coming in. And, and uh, uh, well, all right. Let's just listen to that tune. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. 